This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void or prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. A new head coach and boy genius, Mike McDaniel, the fastest cheetah to ever roam the football field, and an actual left tackle? Let me check your pulse if you're not fired up. Before we jump into a fresh episode of Finsider Radio, Jake and Josh want you to please, please, please hit that subscribe button if you haven't yet. Subscribing to the show is the best way to know when Jake and Josh have something cooking in the kitchen iTunes, Spotify, it doesn't matter. Following helps others find the show, and we want to thank you for that. Now, let's talk some dolphins. Hello, and thanks for tuning into Finsider Radio. You are joining us for the Jake and Josh Show. Today is Thursday and the stomach bug has hit the Miami Dolphins. And also we are going to get into some players who might be moving up and down the depth chart a little bit. But before we get into all that, I'm riding Han Solo today, as the famous Josh House once said. Uh, He will be joining us again tomorrow on Friday for our preview show as the Dolphins prepare to take on the Eagles. But hey, thanks for sticking around with me and to everyone who is jumping to get off this podcast. I guess I understand where you're coming from. It is always easier when you have Chewbacca barking at you, and I mean that to Josh in the nicest way possible. But let's get on with it. Let's talk about some Miami Dolphins football because, hey, that's why we're all here. So first and foremost, you know, you wake up first thing Thursday morning, and this is news everyone knows by now, but you see that the practices between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Miami Dolphins have been canceled. In fact, you hear that the Eagles are out practicing on the Miami Dolphins field, which is even more interesting because all of a sudden, you know, uh uh-oh, something's up with my team. Uh Uh-oh, this isn't just A.J. Brown asking for a day off after, you know, seeing those Miami Dolphins wide receivers torch his defense over and over. In fact, a stomach bug hit the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Mike McDaniel, he still did have a little bit of a time with the press, and he said that there are more than a couple players sick on the team, that it's not necessarily half the team, but it was enough where he was a little uncomfortable, and he's trying to prevent you know an outbreak of whatever the stomach bug is doing to the players uh mcdaniel went on to say i didn't want half the team drained out or to fight through a bug and then have them depleted performance in preseason for some it's important to keep in mind this is 
in the new preseason, there's not four games. Game three is so important as 30 guys on this roster are going to be fighting for not only starting positions, but just straight up roster spots. So this is a really big week for the Dolphins. And it's a little interesting to think about something like this. Obviously, it makes sense. It's a little shocking that we needed a pandemic to understand that, hey, doing things virtually, it actually works pretty well. Um, and, you know, I, I'm pretty okay with it. Good to see Mike McDaniel looking out for the team. Uh, but if you take a step back and you look through the scope of just football, the NFL in general, could you ever imagine Don Shula canceling practice for a stomach bug? I mean, I think Don Shula would cancel practice more if uh, people weren't throwing up at practice. So that, that is just an interesting take to me. Uh, but again, everything makes sense. We hope everyone's feeling well. And if the stomach bug doesn't have members of the Miami Dolphins hurling, it at least means the team finally established a running game. I don't know how to transition into that. So let's get into it. We're going to talk about some players who might be sliding up and down the depth chart. And hey, reach out to me. Talk to me on Twitter. Leave some discussion points in a review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to this podcast. Give me some of your players, maybe some dark horses who might slide up and down this roster a little bit. McDaniel had a quote where he kind of just highlighted that a lot of these roster battles are still happening. And it's not as simple as seeing, you know, all right, uh, you know, Trent Sherfield had more yards than Eric Azucoma and Cedric Wilson. So he kind of hops up the jump depth chart. And that's just a random example. But he basically wanted to make a point that it's not about who has the most receptions, the most tackles. There's a lot going on. And I think it speaks to what Josh and I spoke about in, in Wednesday's show is that these joint practices are so, so important that we can't really look at, you know, the Bucks game the Raiders game, whatever it may be, and look at that statistic, the statistics on those and think, all right, these guys, they've showed that they can perform in a preseason game. They can perform. They can have some sort of impact on that NFL roster. I don't necessarily think that's that case. I think that, you know, if you could tally up the stats from the joint practices, I actually think those might be a little more valuable for what the Miami Dolphins are trying to accomplish. We hear Mike McDaniel time and time again, just raving about how important those joint practices are because everyone gets to practice everything. Nothing's being filmed. Nothing. No one can really tip off what they're trying to accomplish to 30 other teams since every game is recorded. So that's just something to keep in mind. Going into my three players, though, and I already have to say I'm cheating a little bit. We're going to say it's three and a half. But the one I have to start out with, I mean, Miles Gaskin, for someone who was the team's lone starter, the most successful running back on the team for a couple of years, he has kind of tumbled down the depth chart after the team, you know, went through where he most or Chase Edmonds, even Sony Michelle is getting those reps. So you really see an uphill battle for Miles Gaskin to really solidify himself in a group that just features so much speed. And a lot of guys who are really you know, capable of, of breaking away in space one-on-one -on -one when you're facing a guy, just really breaking that tackle and making the most uh, week two miles Gaskin lost the fumble. He had 12 yards on four carries with a long of four. The running back depth is just so hard to kind of get your head wrapped around. And it's important to keep in mind, Salvan Ahmed five carries for 20 yards. It seemed like he was featured in this offense. Let's ignore his one reception for a negative three yards and say he actually had a pretty good night. And, and I think all around Savan Ahmed has had a pretty strong uh, preseason. And on top of that, something that I apologize if people brought this up before, or we've even said it before. Savan Ahmed entered the league as an unrestricted free agent. You know what team he joined? The San Francisco 49ers and Mike McDaniel. I don't know how I haven't made that connection or how that's not beat into my head, but I think that's so important when you look at what the Dolphins are trying to do and think, hey, Salvan Ahmed had this same skill set that the guys in San Francisco are looking for. 
those guys in San Francisco are now in Miami. So, I mean, we're really getting nitty gritty talking about, you know, a fourth running back here, probably thinking, you know, Chase Edmonds, Raheem Moss starts the, the, let's just say the lightning and the lightning Sony Michelle's the thunder a little bit. Uh, but Sylvan Ahmed, I think he has a real opportunity if there are some injuries to be that guy, miles Gaskin. I mean, he's been great at giving or taking what is given to him. You know, if you need four yards, he'll get you four yards. If you need six yards, you're still getting four yards and you'll be happy about it. So that's just kind of the situation. And, you know, it's, it's, tough to have these conversations because these are guys careers. I mean, we've celebrated miles Gatsby for so long. He's a very efficient player, a successful player. So, you know, we hope to see him kind of stick around uh, and be a part of this team, but man, it's looking like a tough, tough battle to make it a little more positive. Porter Gustin. This is a guy who I absolutely had no idea existed before the season. Number 96. When is the last time you saw a football player out there running around with 96 chasing quarterbacks? And honestly, you know, I look back to a week ago, it was big number five, Benito Jones, who was wrecking havoc in that in the trenches. Port Augustine, number 96 at the defensive end, man. I don't know if it's just because it's that awkward number, but he really stuck out. In that game against the Raiders, he had five tackles. Three of them were solo tackles and one, you know, tackle for a loss being a sack. That's what you're really looking for. He's entering his fourth season. He spent time with the Browns, and it's just kind of interesting to see how these guys in their second, third stop can really take that next step. I mean, Emmanuel Ogba, he jumped around. I think it was Cleveland and Kansas City before he really solidified himself. And, you know, you you think about what the Dolphins are doing, and we try to follow the little hints they're giving us, like the team's working out Trey Flowers. I don't necessarily think Trey Flowers and Porter Augustin are guys that are going to, you know, play the same position. Trey Flowers, he's going to get his hand in the dirt. He's going to play a lot like Emmanuel Agba did, where Porter Augustin, I feel, is someone you're going to move around a lot. He's going to chase around the quarterback. He kind of reminds me a bit of Vince Beagle, and I'm kind of excited to see that. You think Vince Beagle, Andrew Van Ginkle, these are guys the Dolphins have kind of hope would work out. I mean, Vince Beagle... Uh, suffered too many injuries where he couldn't really stick a landing here in Miami. And we even have Andrew Van Ginkle dealing with some injuries himself right now. Hopefully he'll be back soon. But Porter Gustin, I'm excited to see what he can do in the final week of the preseason because I think he's really found a spot in this Miami Dolphins depth chart. And I think it's important to keep in mind, you know, there's so much continuity with this group. From Josh Boyer down, I just think it makes it so much easier to find these guys where you don't need this elite, you know, highly paid free agent to come in and revolutionize the defense. You just need to, as cliche as it is, have someone come in and do their job. I mean, signing Melvin Ingram on a very cheap deal. You know, some teams might've been scared of his age. Some teams might've been scared of his inability to stop the run. The Dolphins kind of have these positions in place where they can pigeonhole these talents and really lock in on guys with specific skill sets. And I'm really excited to see how that can kind of unfold not only someone like Melvin Ingram, who has had so much success in this league, but also someone like Porter Gustin. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. He's just trying to find his footing. And then the last one and a half I have here, I mean, we talked about it till we're blue in the face in our book club episodes, but Noah Igbenogany and Hunter Long, two guys where you kind of understood the pathway for them to see the field, and it was centered around opportunities, right? 
you're not necessarily going to get to start. You might only get a drive or two, but it's when you have someone like Byron Jones on the pup list and, you know, Trill Williams goes out with an injury. Noah Igbenogny, that's an opportunity to step up, make a couple plays, or at least start, you know, pushing in that direction to gain a little trust. So maybe week six, week seven, when, you know, maybe Byron Jones is back and there's another injury, or you just need to play four cornerbacks, you can lock him in there and say, all right, whether it's two drives or two quarters, we're comfortable. We've seen enough of Noah Igbenogny to like what he's doing. And I just don't think we've seen that yet. So that that's a big concern. And when we're cutting down to 53, I have a really hard time seeing the Dolphins moving on to someone like Noah Igbenogny, considering he's a former first round pick, his contract really isn't that crazy. It's mostly guaranteed, meaning he's mostly going to stick on the salary cap unless he gets traded. And that's kind of a hard scenario to see. So, I mean, I'm just kind of still holding out hope that Noah Igbenogny week three of the preseason, he's getting comfortable. He can find a way to be that fourth, fifth cornerback and just someone who can take those baby steps, right? Someone who can slowly develop into that cornerback. We were hoping that, uh, you know, Chris Greer and Brian Flores selected at the end of the first round of the 2020 draft. And with Igbenogany, Hunter Long, this is another situation. You know, we spoke a lot yesterday about Mike Gesicki, his role with the team, and how it's just, lack of better words, been pretty awkward. And, you know, that situation opens up, hey, can someone else come in and block? Can someone, you know, get the ball in space, maybe have one defender in front of him and just maybe bully him over as a tight end? Obviously, you have a bigger frame. You can't really ask those guys to just run away from defenders. Everybody in the NFL is a little too fast for that. But you're kind of hoping to see Hunter Long maybe go in there, maybe have two plays where he blocked. All we need is him to block okay and then squirt out for a pass, you know, catch an eight-yard reception, turning into a 16-yard reception. And all of a sudden, we're like, all right, this is the guy. But it's been a little troubling to see him really not solidify his role. Even as that third tight end, it hasn't really been set in stone. He's that guy. I mean, and no disrespect to Durham Swift. Absolutely no disrespect to someone who is going to sweat through more than one pair of gloves at practice to the point where you need to go change your gloves. But you're kind of hoping that, uh, you know, Hunter Long could come in and be that consistent starting tight end who can do, you know, a bit of everything pretty well. Where you have Durham Smythe, someone who can block extremely well, but hey, he's not going to get you too much in the passing game. And then you got Mike Gesicki. It's the complete opposite where, you know, he is an absolute stud when it comes to catching the football. But in terms of blocking, in terms of fitting the scheme, it just hasn't been there. So that's, you know, I'm really holding out hope over the next couple of days. If everyone's feeling better, you start to hear Noah Benagati, Hunter Long. These are guys who have embraced the situations they've been given and are really starting to solidify themselves as, you know, hopefully members of the 2022 Miami Dolphins. But hey. I'm a homer. I'm being optimistic, and that's just the way it is. Before we wrap here, just a little bit of housekeeping. We will be back tomorrow, tomorrow being Friday, where we will go into a bit more of a preview of the Eagles and the Dolphins. We're hoping that we'll have a little bit more of an idea who's healthy, who's not, and you know, missing these joint practices. I think this is a pretty big deal for the Dolphins, pretty big deal for Mike McDaniel. So if everyone's healthy, I really wouldn't be surprised if we see the starters out there for an extended period of time, just to make up for just that live action of being on the field against a different opponent. And even more important than that, go follow Josh Houts on every type of social media you have daily. It absolutely blows my mind how much he does in order to get content out consistently, whether it's clips on Twitter, whether it's quotes on Twitter, whether it's 
story is up on the Finn Sider. This dude is always producing content while raising three girls. He's been the real MVP for the Finn Sider. He's been the real MVP for Dolphins Twitter. So please, please, please give him a follow at H-O-U-T-Z. And on top of that, he's been absolutely grinding on YouTube, putting up basically highlight reels for everyone. I mean, 10 years ago, this is every football fan's dream. You know, you have every throw to a head, every catch chase Edmund heads. He has it all. So please go follow him on YouTube as well at H-U-T-Z. That's how it's. But thank you guys so much for joining us. I hope riding with Han Solo wasn't too painful. I'm always open to suggestions, always open to different things we should do. So please, please, please shoot me a tweet. Leave us some sort of feedback. All that stuff is greatly appreciated. But thank you guys so much for joining us. And I cannot say that enough. Thank you for letting me part of your day. And most importantly, above all else, fins up. That was Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, because we're the Miami Dolphins. Cause we're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Yes, we're the Miami Dolphins.